Jesus was the author and finisher of all this. He demonstrated how we were to discern spirits because this is how he operated. Welcome to today's teaching on Today Forward. As we understand all that God has provided for us, we can learn how to put our past behind us and move today forward. And now here's Mitch and Terry. Terry, we've been talking about spiritual gifts, and we're trying to come to an understanding of what we have now through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. It's huge, Mitch. It's huge. Simple but big. And we're wanting the listeners to meditate upon the Word of God. We're wanting them to talk with God, ask Him to reveal truth to them. That's all the Bible's about. Bottom line, it's about His love for mankind. And uh, Paul, as he writes in these epistles, doesn't want us to be ignorant or unaware of what we have now as born-again believers. Our responsibility is to find out what we have. We've already got it. It's in us. We just need to dig it out, understand it, learn about it, in other words. That's right. And this is why it's important to understand the gifts of the Spirit. And we've covered faith, knowledge, wisdom. Now we want to talk about discerning of spirits. And, you know, I feel this is probably one of the most important gifts that we need to grow in is discerning what spirit is talking to us and so we can discern good and evil. And we have several scriptures to back this up, but we want people to realize that the Holy Spirit of God is within them to guide them and give them directions throughout this daily life. And this is why we have the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit, to discern ungodly spirits so we can act accordingly. And so I want to start with 1 Corinthians 12, starting with the first verse, and I'm going to jump around a little bit. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be uninformed. And some translations say ignorant, and that's absolutely true. We want to understand what the gifts of the Spirit are all about. And that's what Paul is going to instruct the Corinthian church. I'm going to jump down to verse 4. There are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all and everyone. We've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And this is what we need to remember as well. It's for the body of Christ is to reach the lost, and they function as the Lord wills. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the works of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, and all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as He wills. So we've been empowered. And this is why it's important to to understand discernment. Mitch, I just want to read a a quick little shot here on this discerning of spirits. Uh, Discerning of spirits is the supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit to perceive the source of a spiritual manifestation. So that's all this discerning of spirits is about. Is it annoying whether it's a, a demonic spirit or a spirit of life and light? So it's darkness and light there. 
the Lord has given us this capacity now because we were born again by His Spirit. We were born again by His Spirit so we can discern good and evil now. Yeah, so we're not carried off by every whim of doctrine. Is that how the Scripture says it? It's a discerning of the spirits that come at us on a daily basis. And discerning of spirits has nothing to do with emotions, has nothing to do with our imaginations, our thoughts. It's based upon Scripture, because now we know the character of God. Because we've been studying Scripture, we've learned to identify, I'm hearing from God, and how He operates through Scripture. So I now have this ability through the power of the Holy Spirit, to discern good and evil. And this isn't um, a criticism or a psychic or anything like that. It's from the Spirit of God. So if it's, if it's any of those things, it's, you're not hearing from God. If you're criticizing, you, you think you're uh, hearing something and it's a critical spirit, wait a minute, wait a minute. you got to stop and back up here. Are you hearing from God? Is this a spirit that's the spirit coming at you? Is it really about, well, you could get into edification, exhortation, and comfort. You can get into the fruit of the spirit as well. Yeah, all of those things. So it's done by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is a tool that will help us through our walk, our daily walk in life. I was thinking of the Corinthian church, how Paul was trying to instruct them on this very topic we're talking about. And I'm thinking of uh, Scripture in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. This will really give you a lot of insight on the condition of man. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritual means this invisible power that lives within us. And the unbeliever does not have this discernment ability to discern good and evil like the believer because they do not have the Spirit of God within them. And this is what we want to emphasize. In order for your discernment to increase in your life, you need to continue to grow and meditate upon the Word of God. Exactly. You don't want to remain a babe in Christ. You want to mature. And this is what Paul is telling them in 1 Corinthians 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. We have to keep in mind that Paul was writing to believers. He wasn't writing to the lost people. He was writing to believers so that they could have the gifts manifest in their lives so that they could bring forth the kingdom of God. And have a victorious life now. And have that victorious life for themselves also. But what he's emphasizing here, and I think this is where the body of Christ is at most of the time, we're carnally minded. We're operating in a carnal sense. We're not discerning the Spirit of God at all, or very little. Romans 8, 6, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And I think it goes on to instruct us that it's totally opposite of who God is the carnal mind. So therefore, you've restricted the Holy Spirit of discernment in your life by walking in carnality. Let me read you some scripture here out of New American Standard. Next verse, Romans 8, 7. Because the mind set on the flesh 
is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. It's not able to do so because it's the mind is over there in the flesh realm. You're not going to walk in any of the blessings. You're going to be dead, in other words, to what God is trying to do in your life. Wow, that's strong stuff. But it's all part of what he's given us. It's this discerning of spirits. It's a supernatural ability by God to discern good and evil. It is also, we have the ability now to test the spirits. And it's good it says good and evil, but it's people get all over in the evil side. Mm-hmm. It's for you to discern good, too. From God. From God. Where did this come from? It's from God. <laughs> good as God's, bad as the devil's. Pretty simple. But now we have this simplicity in us to discern that good or evil. So simple. But we have a difficult time wrapping our mind around this because we can't see it. And we're still operating with our carnal thinking. Invisible, supernatural power that we can't see. We're creatures of seeing is believing. That's not what this scripture is telling us. It's believing before we see. We have this spirit, the spirit of God in us, to discern spirits. In fact, if you're still in Romans, Romans eight sixteen, the Holy Spirit will bear witness to our spirit. In fact, he'll give you a word of knowledge, whether this is a good spirit or a bad spirit, through edification, exhortation, and comfort, through the fruit of the spirit that live within us. We have this ability to discern a spirit bearing witness with our spirit, And a lot of times it works in our life when we don't even realize it. But the thing is, if we don't recognize it, the Holy Spirit is not able to give us direction. He's not able to help us. Yes. He's not able to comfort us. Because if you're somewhere and a spirit of darkness comes, you embrace that because you don't know what it is and and that you have the power to stand against it. It's going to suck you in. You might become depressed because what's going on? Depression, anxiety, fear. Through the natural realm. We're still in these bodies. We haven't got our glorified bodies yet, but because of this flesh realm that we're in, we let that stuff come in through the flesh, not knowing that we can discern that spirit because of the spirit of God that's in us. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Therefore, I remind you, I'm going to remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 7, For God has not given us spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Okay, I'll one-up you. <laughs> Going back to Romans eight fifteen here. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And it all boils down to discernment. Discerning what is attacking your mind. If you have fear, you know it does not come from God. So you need to rebuke it. You need to refocus and meditate upon God. Exactly. If you have anxiety, depression, 
and you're meditating upon those things, that's not from God. You need to discern this, the good and evil of it. And as you, as you discern, you're going to stop, refocus, go back to who you are in Christ, and become more aware of what your surroundings and what's happening. And the Lord will give you a word of knowledge saying, no, this is not from me. And he'll probably give you a scripture to reinforce this, that I'm here to comfort you. That's why it's so important to have scripture. It is. <laughs> that it's, it becomes automatic. When, oh, something's not right here. You have this discerning going on and something's not right. Am I feeling anxious? Is there fear involved? Man, you can have that First Timothy 1, 7 come back up. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but one of power and of love and a sound mind. Where am I at right now? Am I over here in the flesh or am I over here in the spirit? That's why God loves us and he gave us these gifts to use. This is why he wants us to step out of the carnal way of thinking and walk in the spiritual realm so we can be set free. And discernment is a very important tool that lives within us to discern good and evil. To help us to refocus. You used that word a little bit ago. Refocus your thinking. That's what you're doing. But because you've listened to the Spirit of God in you, and you're aware of this gift of discernment, you can change your thinking. You can get over here and say, oh, I'm not in the peace of God. Because I'm anxious and fearful. So right away, you're walking in the Spirit. You get out of that flesh. You get over there. It's the checks and balances. The fruit of the Spirit. If I do not have peace, if I do not have joy, if I'm depressed and anxious and fearful, it's not, it's not from God. Because God is one of love, joy, and peace. Edification, exhortation, and comfort. Yes. Now, I may have caused some circumstances for me to get over there in fear and anxiety and depression, and then the Holy Spirit's going to discern you don't want to be there because it's going to affect you. It's going to tear you down. Satan's going to have a heyday with you the longer you stay in your condition. What we're saying is you need to identify by discernment, is it from God or is it from Satan? And Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We just need to focus in on the difference. We need to focus in on discernment so we can walk in the Spirit of God. You know, we can talk about discerning of spirits, but at the same time, are you listening to him on a daily basis about your health and about, you know, your finances? Oh, I think I'll go buy a new car. You don't have money for a new car. My flesh says, I want a new car. I'm going to go get a new car. The lust of the flesh overrides <laughs> what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell them. And that's death. To be carnally minded is death. It'll kill your finances. <laughs> and then we get into a deep hole with our finances or whatever the situation may be. Then we realize, well, the Holy Spirit's talking to me now. I better listen. Hopefully you've listened before you need a miracle. <laughs> but a lot of times what we do is we dig ourselves in such a deep hole because we have not learned to discern the Holy Spirit talking to us. And the Lord's wanting to prevent us from having a life of misery. Because Jesus came so we could have... An life and life more abundantly. That's all he wants for us, his abundant life. 
And the decisions we make, if we make them in the flesh and being carnally minded, we're going to mess up most of the time. We need to be walking in the Spirit of God and discerning. We need to realize that the revelation gifts for wisdom and knowledge and spiritual discernment live with inside me for a purpose. If you want to test the Spirit, there's certain things you want to know. When observing a person, what's going on in their lives? What's happening here in this situation? Is this person exalting Jesus? Um, Does his confession line up with the Word of God? Because what's in the heart comes out the mouth, doesn't it? It sure does. And you can discern this, what's in a person's heart. Now, you discern it not to condemn people or judge people. You're just discerning it. So when I discern something coming that is not from God out of a person's mouth, I give no thought to it. I will not meditate upon that because I realize that is from Satan and Satan's trying to kill, steal, and destroy me. He's trying to tear me down. It's a gift which protects and guards your Christian life. Yes. That's all the Lord wants to do. He wants to take care of us. That's why he's given us all these things. Oh man, he's given us so much. He's given us his life, his blood. We have his name. We have his promises. We have all these things. It's for our protection. It's for our good. It's so that people will will see our witness and want to know what we have. And this is what Paul is instructing the church. He's instructing them to get out of carnality and walk in the Spirit of God so you can have victory and so you can reach others. We've been bought with a price. We no longer belong to ourselves. We belong to the Lord. And the Lord sealed this whole deal with the Holy Spirit of God, didn't He? Yes. Ephesians 1.13. He sealed the deal. We now have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Every blessing that's within this seal, the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, all those things are to make us productive now on earth. Now Paul is telling him, I want you not to be ignorant of these things. I want you to step out of carnality and walk in the Spirit of God. I want you to be discerning what spirits are attacking you so you can have victory in your life. Then it's about the kingdom of God. All of these things are not about us. All of these blessings, these gifts, these, this very nature of God that lives in us, it's not about us, but it's His plan for our lives that needs to flow forth out of us. I can't talk about that enough. I just love that fact that it's not on me. All I do is read the Word and begin to say, wow, this is who I am in Christ now. He's going to show me things to come. It's His Holy Spirit. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I could go on and on. It's awesome. It's praise the Lord time over here. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Man, it's the love of God that pours forth from the words that are written in His giant love letter to us called the Bible. We want people to pause whenever they're confronted with a circumstance in their life. And throughout the day, you'll be confronted with people that will say things and do things, but just pause and discern. Is this from God or not from God? You have to take time and not allow your emotions to dictate to you what you say, because what we're trying to do is justify ourselves or we're trying to strike back. 
but we have the ability to walk in love now because we have the power of discernment in our life to where I'm operating in the fruit of the Spirit of long-suffering and patience and self-control and peace and joy and all those nine fruit of the Spirit that live within us. It's so I can minister to others. Because, Terry, people are trapped in bondage by not being born again and by being carnally minded as a Christian. They're still trapped in bondage. And Jesus says, I've come to set the captives free. And discernment is one of those gifts that we now have in order for this to happen. That's true. This gift of discernment isn't about criticizing or mind reading or anything like that. To build up the body of Christ. Going back to where we started over there in 1 Corinthians 12. And we're all part of this body. We all need to be built up from time to time because we're still in this world. But the more we practice this, Mitch, the more we pause and think about who we are in Christ now and that power that we can now draw on because we're born-again believers, that's what we're wanting to walk in. You use the word practice in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. And Paul is writing to the Hebrews, the Jewish people, and he's instructing them, he's telling them, you need to quit being carnally minded. You've forgotten what you now have in Christ. But I'm going to remind you in verse 14 what you have. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of us have their senses, their spiritual senses, exercised to discern both good and evil. You have to practice. You have to work on discernment. We have to grow in this. They quit growing in this exercising of discernment of good and evil. They were operating over in the flesh. They were being influenced by demonic activity, by the way of the world, which Satan controlled. This is what you want to learn to grow into. Jesus was the author and finisher of all this. He demonstrated and he showed all of us how we were to discern spirits because this is how he operated. He operated in the fruit of the Spirit and in the gifts of the Spirit at all times. He mastered it. So he's telling them, again, don't be ignorant. Here's what you do. Open up the gift and use it. It's like getting a a present on your birthday and you set the box on the mantle and say, wow, look at that pretty gift. And there's something in there that you could use on a daily basis and you never open the gift. The Bible is like that. It's this gift. Our responsibility is to open it up. As you were talking there, I was thinking of Peter again, about the vision that he received on the rooftop, about going to Cornelius. He meditated upon those things, this vision that he received. The vision is seeing into this spiritual realm. This is part of this spiritual discernment, seeing in this spiritual realm. It still functions this way today. Not all the time, because we see it did not function that way all the time, but it functions for God's will and purpose. But Peter was meditating upon those things, and then the Holy Spirit spoke to him and told him, go downstairs now, and he revealed the purpose at that point in time of what he was to do. But he was pondering, he was meditating, he was exercising his senses, spiritual senses. And this is what we're to be doing, is exercising our spiritual senses. 
This is not a spooky thing we're talking about. Oh, heavens no. God has empowered us through the gifts of the Spirit so we can have an abundant life and for the good of the body of Christ. And our part to play is to get an understanding of everything that's been provided for us. Yes. Not everyone's going to have a dream. Not everyone's going to have a vision. Because the Lord will not give this to you because it's not required for what mission you have. Exactly. This is what we need to keep in mind. But what we're saying, don't negate this. You may have one dream or one vision throughout your entire life that gives you direction on what you're to do. Sets the course for your entire life. Yes. Wow. That's all God wants to do. He wants to set your course. I'm thinking of Stephen in chapter 7. Just before he died, he saw in the spiritual realm. You know why he saw in that spiritual realm? This is what I think. I feel like it's the Holy Spirit telling me this. He saw in this spiritual realm in order to be comforted by God because Jesus was standing up, giving honor to Stephen for being faithful. And Stephen says, Father, forgive them. Don't hold the sin against them. But he saw in that spiritual realm, and this is the only recording of it, he saw in the spiritual realm, and it was to give him comfort. It was to build him up, saying, keep on going. This is real. You're dying for the cause. You're demonstrating the love that we have. And because of the Holy Spirit in him, he was able to say, Lord, forgive them. That's good insight, Mitch. This is walking in the spiritual realm. and This is where I want to be. I'm not there, but this is where I want to be. I want to be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God. I want to be able to discern whenever He's talking to me. When I receive a word of knowledge, I want to know when I'm receiving wisdom. This is where we want the listeners to get so focused where they're meditating upon the things of God throughout the day and not getting caught up in the affairs of the world. Second Timothy talks about this. Not to get caught up in the affairs of the world. Because Why? That'll put you over into carnality, and you'll not be walking in the Spirit of God, and you've, and you've restricted the Holy Spirit from working in your life. We restrict the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's never gone anywhere. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always on. <laughs> yes. That's in Hebrews 13. Amen. Amen. He's always with us. He'll never leave us, nor forsake us. Every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit of God living within them. They have the characteristics of God, which are the fruit of the Spirit of God. They have the power of God living within them, which are the gifts of the Spirit. They operate as He wills. And this is how it all functions. And this is how we operate in the gifts of the Spirit. It's not for our glory, it's for God's glory. Amen.